0: And welcome back, folks. This is Nate Johnstone. We're here with Paul Anderson. And this is the Things Christians Want to Know podcast. Dun-dun-dun. Insert theme music. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, I managed just to jump right in here because we ended on kind of a cliffhanger last time. Um, we were talking about um, the victim mentality, mm-hmm. as, as Paul has coined it here. And our hope that this is something that we can overcome. Uh, Everybody's been a victim of something in their life, but some go through more serious trauma or tragedy. Those are maybe two of the biggest things, Mm -hmm. trauma and tragedy of some kind, something outside of your control very often, um, something that happens to you by someone else or the world or circumstances. And And you are a victim Of that event or that series of events or that situation but sometimes then what happens is you become that victim and that that, the identity of the victim really takes over and it becomes who you are Mm
1: -hmm. or at least a
0: very strong part of who you are I am the abused child I am the victim of a spouse who died at a very young age I am the mom who tragically lost her baby etc, um, etc. Et All of these terribly, truly horrible experiences of trauma or tragedy that are sadly so common in the human experience. And sometimes, I think oftentimes, the natural course is for a person to kind of gain that victim mentality, and it really becomes part of who they are. And then they can't grow beyond that. Mm-hmm. They can't overcome that. Very true. It is like a chain It binds you to the past and keeps you from moving forward. And it's a horrible, horrible Mm weight. And it's made worse by the fact that it's not your fault. (laughs) You didn't create this chain. It's not a Scrooge situation where you forged it link by link. You were chained to something. But Jesus is the breaker of chains. He came to bring freedom to the captives, right? right? That's why he came. And so we can be set free from a victim mentality through the power of Jesus Christ. But it takes a little bit of cooperation and a little bit of work. And one of the things that you talked about last time, Paul, was that there is a need early on in this overcoming process to make a choice.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, I think this is a tough one. It we, is a tough one for some people. Just the very, the, it's a hurdle right away at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Because I, I have you know I've counseled people and over the years, and a lot of people fall into this category of uh, victim mentality it's very very common Mm -hmm. and they don't even realize they're there they just ended up there it's like they got knocked into a pit and they're stuck and if i start talking about choice they get often defensive or upset because they didn't have a choice in this
1: yeah let me give you a couple examples one one from life as i know it and one from the bible we were having our young adult meeting downstairs, you remember it, we called Mm -hmm. it Communitas, and a young lady was speaking and I was shocked at what she was saying because I knew her as this vibrant young adult who was healthy, happy, walking into her future, engaged, and and, and now she's married and uh, just doing wonderfully. Mm -hmm. And she could easily have been a victim and adopting a victim mentality and ridden with that, cursed by it the rest of her life. But somehow she chose not to. She chose to forgive her mother. They used to work the streets. She was a prostitute with her mother. Oh and she had an incredible past. And yet somehow God enabled this wonderful young adult lady to forgive her mom to be healed of her past, and to walk into a destiny. She has a wonderful marriage, got a great husband. So that's an example of someone I know, and it was uh, knowing her past, that she could have been victimized by that and lived in the Her whole life.
0: Absolutely. And I dare say most people who have experienced something that severe never get over it.
1: Yes, yes.
0: And and but when I say get over it, I don't mean it doesn't affect her life. I guarantee you it still affects her life. Mm-hmm. And that she has to use prayer and coping mechanisms and all that kind of stuff regularly to be able to lead a healthy, happy, worthwhile, joy filled life. Yes. But she does. Yes. And that's only the power of the Holy Spirit can do that. Yes. Amen? I mean there's no way. But she had to cooperate with that. Yes. It's not one of those like lightning bolts from heaven and now you're cured. Mm-hmm. <laughs> from these horrible things that have happened to you that's, that would be lovely I suppose but that's not how it works there's a choice involved Yes, I just
1: thought of another one Josh McDowell, I was listening to him mm. on the radio he was being interviewed he had an alcoholic father yeah. yep. and somewhere in the conversation the person interviewing him said, so you had the wrong father mm. and he said oh no I didn't I never would be who I am Without the father, I had she. He did not take what happened to him as a part of his mentality and say, "Because of this, I cannot become who I meant to be." Now Simba did for a season. Simba's father going back to the Lion King. Yeah, for those yes, who aren't familiar,
0: yes. Josh McDowell directly to Simba for some is <laughs> a quick turn, a big
1: jump. Yeah, Simba believed a lie, and when we change our outlook about ourself or about God, then it's difficult for us to walk into our God-appointed destiny. So he, instead of becoming the Lion King he was called to be, he ate grub in the forest. Mm-hmm. And when Nala tried to change his outlook, he said, what victims classically yes. say, yes.
0: you don't understand. Yeah, I've heard that many times.
1: Yes. And so, we're, we're, he was locked in, and he needed an abrupt change that came about through Rafiki. The past is past.
0: And, of course, he was correct. She didn't understand. Mm-hmm. She hadn't experienced what he experienced. She didn't know what he was going through. And yep. that's how I respond when people say, you don't understand. You're right. I don't understand. Good. I haven't been through what you have been through. Yeah. But I know that God wants to lead you through... Yes. And to help you overcome what it is that's happening now. That's what I know. I know that I don't understand, but God does. He was there with you. Yes. And he'll continue to walk through this with you. And in my experience anyway, victims, they need to have their feelings ratified. Mm-hmm. They need to have that. They know you won't understand, but they need to know that you at least acknowledge the pain and the suffering and the difficulty and the helplessness and those different things that have gone on. And so I think that's very important that we do that. So those of you who are listening and you're thinking about a friend or a family member who maybe is is suffering from this victim mentality and doesn't know it, it is very important that love lead the conversation Good. and the actions that you do. Yeah. Love has to lead. Compassion has to lead. Understand that you don't understand what they went through, but that you do know that God wants to help them to move forward. Not move on in the sense that you pretend it didn't happen, but move forward.
1: Good. And here's an illustration from the Scripture with those who did not want to move forward. Forward, uh, for them, was fearful, and Mm -hmm. so they chose the past, and what I have noticed is when people operate as victims, they romanticize the past because that's all they have. Mm-hmm. Instead of walking into the future, they look back. So here are this, a whole country of slaves. They were slaves in Egypt. Mm-hmm. They were radically, divinely set free And it didn't take him long to start complaining (laughs) about their diet. They did not like the food. It's manna every day. And they were complaining. And then further on, uh, they're getting closer. And uh, now they've gone in. The spies have gone in and looked over the land. And they come back and they say, it's wonderful. In Numbers chapter 13. Thank you, thank you. It's wonderful. And then verse 28, however. And then they start talking about the people who are there, and especially
0: the giants. Everything said before, however, doesn't matter.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. There we saw the Nephilim, and we seemed to ourselves like grasshoppers, and so we seemed to them. Then all the people grumbled against Moses and Aaron, would that we had died in the land of Egypt. So they're already thinking, here they say, let us choose a leader and go back to Egypt. They, they like the food in Egypt better than they like the food in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. And so they wanted to go in reverse. So then Caleb grabbed the mic And he said, the land which we pass through to spy out is exceedingly good land. So you've got some that are wanting to go forward, not very many, Mm -hmm. just two. And most of them wanted to go back. If the Lord delights in us, I love that phrase. If the Lord delights in us, he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land that flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord and do not fear the people of this land, for they are bread for us. In other words, we'll eat him alive. It's great. Yeah. And so you had Joshua and Caleb who were forward-looking. They'd all experienced the same thing, but they had managed to say, no, we're not going to take this victim mentality. We're going to move forward. It's hard. Between the promise and the promised land is the desert for all of us. Mm-hmm. We walk through a desert where we learn to live by faith. And during that time... We have to learn how to endure. There are difficult times. Life is harder than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And we're all victimized. Victimized, as you said earlier, by poor parenting, by coaches that are abusive, by, by siblings. And we have to learn how to forgive if we're going to go forward. We have to learn how not to make the choice To say, I am a victim and I will act like a victim the rest of my life.
0: And I I see this a lot today and it saddens me by people who've just been dealt a bad hand. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's say it's their economic status. They were born in a poorer family. Mm -hmm. Or they were born with a lack of intelligence compared to other people. That's not their fault. Or a lack of physical ability. Mm -hmm. That's not their fault. Or, you know, like I said lack of money, or it could be uh, they're born uh, within a race that is discriminated against. Mm-hmm. So there's any number of bad hands, quote unquote, that we could be dealt. And that's that's true. Those those things can be very difficult. But there's a lot of people that I see today who have a victim mentality regarding those things. Yes. I am a poor person, therefore, they, they throw in a bunch of therefores, right? And... It's difficult to, to, to say to them, you know, yes, it is unfortunate that you were poor. It's unfortunate that you're experiencing terrible discrimination because of gender or because of race or because of whatever else is going on um, or because you're an immigrant, which, you know, in the Twin Cities now is there's so many immigrants here now that this is becoming, you know, very difficult. And the, mm-hmm. the immigrant experience these days is not like it was for my grandfather who came here. Um, and it's much more difficult now. And so to to acknowledge and stand with people in the difficulty, but at the same time say to them, how about you live beyond this hand you've been dealt? Mm-hmm. Um, how about you walk through it? And for me, it's always been helpful. And I try to remind other people that there are much worse hands. You could have been born in Northern Uganda mm-hmm. and been forced to Kill your mother yourself at gunpoint and then become a child soldier and then kill a whole bunch of us I mean like it, your your hand definitely could be worse yeah so there's always something to be thankful for and if you choose to look at things from god's perspective instead of your own, mm-hmm. see those spies who mm-hmm. spied out the land mm-hmm. ten of them saw things from the natural perspective, Mm -hmm. all they could see is what they saw. And for for many of us, maybe even some listeners, all you can see is bad. Money or or race or trauma or tragedy or whatever has happened to you to make you a victim, there is more to reality than what you see in your past or your present because God has a perspective that is often quite different. And what Joshua and Caleb could see that the others couldn't see is that God had a plan. Yes, And that plan was not to leave them as slaves, nor was it to leave them floundering in the desert forever. It was to bring them out and bring them into a promised land. And that's the life that we live by faith that you were referring to earlier. And I think that's the choice that victims need to make, that we all need to make. I'm Mm -hmm. going to make a choice to follow God and to walk by faith, even when I can't see it right now, even if I can't mentally or emotionally fathom getting healthy or moving forward, even if that thought is repugnant to me, I am going to choose to follow anyway. And the reason for that... a difficult choice.
1: It is. If we don't make that choice, then we choose to live in the past. Mm -hmm. We choose to abandon hope, we choose to live with what I call "if onlys" rather than "what ifs." Mm. They said, "If only, yep. if only this hadn't happened." So they're pushing back to the past rather than saying, "What if?" "What if" propels us to the future. What if God blesses us? What if He He brings good out of this? So we think in a way that that uh, predest- predetermines that we will not move forward we will stay where we are that's a sad reality
0: and it's it's a lot like slavery it becomes like a slavery situation like the israelites were experiencing yeah they were freed but they still had the mentality of slaves and so they still thought like slaves instead of like people who are free to follow god and i think when you're when you've been victimized and when that has sort of taken hold of you of who you are it's a kind of slavery well, you're I'd... you're stuck
1: it is, and I talked and it's horrible. the last time, I I defined it like learned helplessness. Yeah. Like the elephant yep. who gets tied up as an adult, exactly. and he already learned. So, so a victim, then, is conditioned to be unable. Absolutely. He, he won't have a good marriage, or she won't have, because that's the way it is. That's a condition. So they're living situationally. They're living according to bad circumstances and that's mm-hmm. it, nothing's going to change
0: and that's and what we have to remember when we're talking with our friends and family and helping them through this that's not their fault mm-hmm. being poorly conditioned by circumstances or others that's not their fault and so y- they are a victim <laughs> from that sense yeah. but when we can help them overcome that it takes time folks this is not <laughs> this is not one of those situations where we sit down and we pray for 10 minutes or we have a spiritual person pray for us, and then we're, we're fixed. Yeah, That's not what, this is not one of those. This is a walk through the wilderness till you get to the promised land type of situation. Mm-hmm. And because unlearning things and learning something new takes time, and it's difficult. That's why I really believe that's why the Bible, and the Apostle Paul especially, is so adamant that we need to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Don't conform yourself anymore after the patterns of this world. We all have brains and emotions that have been conformed after patterns in our Life. life. Patterns of our upbringing, patterns of others' behavior, patterns of our own behavior. And those patterns form different thought processes and ways of responding to things in our brain. And researchers have shown that it actually changes your brain. Mm -hmm. Habits change your brain, even physically, but also how the brain works and how it fires. And so we need to be transformed by the renewing or the changing of our mind. And that is not a snap-your-fingers-instantaneous thing. That takes some time. Yes. But if we will cooperate with the Holy Spirit... The Bible promises us that we've been given the mind of Christ, and so we can be transformed by the renewing of our mind into the point where we have the mind of Christ, and we think from God's perspective instead of our own, and that that's what comes more naturally to us, Mm -hmm. instead of thinking like a victim like we used to be. But this is not a quick one. This takes time and choice. We have to choose to keep walking, Mm -hmm. to keep walking towards the Jordan River that's eventually coming.
1: What I like to say to people, and I I agree with you, and I say well said, what I like to ask people is, you are not responsible for what people have done to you. Are you responsible for your responses? And they've always said to me, yes, I am. So I think that's a good place Mm -hmm. to begin, that I accept the fact that people have done me wrong and now I'm responsible, how am I going to deal with that? Well, I can choose to be bitter or I can choose to forgive them. I can choose to have hope or I can choose to go backwards because I'm afraid of the future. Mm -hmm. So there are choices that a person who has experienced the trauma or the tragedy, all of us, needs to make and I'm not responsible for what people do, but I am responsible for how I respond. So uh, the guy that gets angry and says, hey, I'm not responsible because they were, did this. No, you chose mm-hmm. anger as your response, or you chose bitterness, you chose unforgiveness. So those are the things, Nate, that we're dealing with these days as we talk about this. There are some things that we can do to overcome this victimization
0: outlook. Good. Well, let's, let's pick up there next week. Uh, about some more um, practical things that we can do once we've made that initial first step to choose Mm -hmm. to not live as a victim any longer and to choose to move forward. And can I just say that for those of you who are in the throes of this still and you're really in that pit and that trauma or tragedy or whatever has happened in your life has really done you over Mm -hmm. and you think maybe it's wiped you out. Maybe you're never going to come back. Standing up and making a choice the initially isn't jumping up on the mountain and hoisting up the flag for a great photo and saying, I choose to be a hero instead of a victim. That, that's not what we're saying. We're saying, get on your knees and just raise a hand towards God. That's all you need to do. Mm-hmm. You, you, he requires very little of you a bruised reed he will not break that's what the prophet said about jesus a bruised reed he will not break he is gentle and he is kind and he is compassionate especially on those who are bruised on those who have been victimized on those who have been through these things and so if you just just cry out to him and say lord i have no idea what i need to do and i can't imagine how i could do it but please help that's it that's all it takes. Mm-hmm. If you start there, and if you can stay there, and it may be 20 times a day to start with, God, I'm choosing to believe, and I'm choosing to follow you. I'm choosing to believe, I'm choosing to follow you. Ask God to give you a Bible verse to memorize, to repeat over and over again. Grab onto something specific. And I, I was serious about 20 times a day. Mm-hmm. It might take 20 times a day. It might take more than that mm-hmm. when you first start Um allowing God to pull you out of that pit. It, it, it's going to be difficult, but it doesn't require a ton on your part, initially. It just requires a choice, willingness, yeah. asking for help, humbling yourself and saying, God, I want, to, I want to be who you want me to be.
1: Nate, I appreciate your sensitivity in this area, and I hope the listeners feel that and will stay with us, because we're going to get to some things that we can do that will help us be healed from a victim mentality. And Father, we trust that you are at work, that your spirit is at work in the lives of our listeners, comforting the afflicted and drawing near. Your word says that you are near to the brokenhearted and you save the crushed in spirit. So do that for our listeners, as we're taking up this difficult subject, but a subject that if they can get a handle on, will change their future, help them to walk into a positive future. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
0: That is it for this episode of Things Christians Want to Know. If you have any questions or comments, please send them to questions at tcwkcast.com. We publish every Thursday, so tell your friends and please rate us on iTunes. That's really helpful for us. Additional information, including links to Nate's blog, Paul's blog, etc., can be found on tcwkcast.com. God bless.